Is it possible to do an intro with beer in your mouth? No. What are we? Uh, oh, I've never had to do this. We're, we're kind yeah, of like, I know. That's why I'm asking, because I always do it. We're snowflakes and we're a, a left-wing film podcast and we review films and talk about things we don't like. Some of them are films and some of them are other things. Bye. One day I'm actually going to let that play out, that track, because... It's like five minutes long. Yeah, there's a bit where it kind of goes... You know it's epic at the beginning? It yeah, goes, yeah. It goes single, um, single like, soprano epic. Oh, that's sort fun. Of, yeah. Um, I've never listened to the whole thing. No. Probably should. Well, um, cheers. We're actually drinking beer cheers. again, which is great. Because the last few sessions we've had very tame coffee extravaganza. Yeah, I know. It's because we've been recording at, like, ungodly hours of the day. Like... Before twelve, mm. yeah, that's ungodly. <laughs> that is it ungodly. Is, yeah, fuck it. Um, what have you been up to? I finished Benjamin Button. Yeah, you did that with a with a face. I've had that song. I don't know which one it is. I know there's loads of them because <laughs> it's a musical, right? There's um, like forty different no, musical you know, numbers. The, 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 the refrain is time. That the the we day, have time. That we not that one, but the other one that goes time can heal and time can. Uh, Oh, ship it out tomorrow. Yeah, that, that one, yeah. I've been like singing the one about that the to myself. Everyone keeps saying, like, what's that from? I said, oh, it's from our, one of a uh, musical my friends did. Yeah. And they're like, oh, what a weird flex. I was like, that wasn't a flex. I'm just singing it. Yeah. It's It's in the trailer song. and it's my voice. I know it starts. fucking is. Like, literally, every time I hear that, I was like, that's so obviously Anna. I think when we were watching it, uh, Nicole turned to me actually. It's like, it's funny how you can hear, especially on the high bits. Mm. He said, you can just hear Anna's voice. Yeah. Because there were only two sopranos um, in that show. Um, Soprano means high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Which I don't normally sing. Um, I normally sing, like, as low as I can. That's what I (laughs) Um, But genuinely, it's because if I'm singing soprano, I can't always hear the bass, which means I don't always know I'm in tune. Oh, yeah, they're they're pretty far away registry-wise. Do Um, my air bass? Yeah. You only um, play with two fingers, by the way. I really wish I could have... um, I really wish that this wasn't just an audio medium because I feel like that was a good visual. One day we'll have to do Snowfix live to a um, Wembley Arena or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The O2. I would love that. Um, Yeah, and uh, uh, it it just means that um, you can pick me out really easily if there are only two sopranos on the line (laughs) because I don't generally sing it, so it's a proper like effort for me. It's a really good soundtrack, though. I really hope they do. I think we talked this on the last one if they were going to do a a cast a cast recording. Uh, I don't know. You need to ask somebody with a lot of money. I think I was drunk and I messaged you. Yeah, you did. And said, said, if I fund it myself, will you do a cast recording? (laughs) Yes. Because I kind of need that soundtrack in my life a little bit. Um, Yeah, shipping out tomorrow. Yeah, that one. It's a banger. It's a banger. All of them are bangers, actually, especially the one about the Kraken. Yeah. The really sad one. Yeah, that's a banger. That's a banger. They're all bangers. They're all bangers. Um, Um, Film news? Film news, yes. There is some. Good. Yeah, there it is. Um, apparently, Barbie is a banger. I believe that. But but like, but they they're already tipping like Oscar stuff for it. Oh, are they? Yeah, like I, I know, know I know this hype machine. What is, categories? Well, I I think they're not specifying that, right, but be- sure. a best picture kind of thing, mm-hmm. best direction. Yeah, uh, people. Some people were saying it's the best thing Ryan Gosling's ever been in. <gasps> 
Um, I hope that's true. Um, well, really not the best true. thing, his best role, which yeah, is yeah. really interesting because Ken isn't doesn't doesn't strike me as a man of the layers. The slogan is "She's everything, he's just Ken." You know, yeah, like he's yeah, just Ken. Yeah. <laughs> um, and most of the reviews are saying like it's a massive like achievement and stuff, mm. which you knew it was going to be something. In- incredibly interesting interesting is a horrible word I apologise for using it you knew it was going to be like um, well, it's great go away, something so. to go and watch cause, just because of the connection of people mm-hmm. I think a lot of people heard Barbie and, and ran a mile to be probably the first time I heard it when mm-hmm. then I worked so I think I thought it, um, I think I thought Mattel were going to it was going to be like Mattel were making a Barbie film yeah I think that's what I thought and, yeah yeah and that's what made me not want to yeah but watch. apparently it's 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 a banger. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, th- I knew it was going to be good, but I, th- I think... Do you think on the 21st of June, when they're both released in the UK, <laughs> the, 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 we should do Barbenheimer? Yeah, we need we to should, do Barbenheimer. We, we definitely should do, Barbenheimer. do Barbenheimer. This has been a, a constant source of joy and just following the memes connected yeah. to these two films. Shall we go to the cinema and like, watch Barbenheimer? My favourite... Yes, we, d- we would do a double. We yeah. will review them both on the podcast. Can we start with Oppenheimer, though? We do an early screening of Oppenheimer and then watch Barbie because I think I'm going to like Barbie and I think I'm not going to like Oppenheimer. Okay, fair enough. We'll do that. That's fine. Yeah. I, 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 my, my, my judgment is still out on Oppenheimer. I'll, I'll see if Nolan surprises me, yeah. if he's clever with it. But the my favourite, absolute favourite one of these is if I don't see Oppenheimer, will I understand Barbie? <laughs> is my favourite um, combination of the, the, the two things. Amazing. The only reason this happens is because they're out at the same time. That's yeah. like the only thing. There's, On no, the there's, same no, day. there's no hidden subtext to it. They're like competing for the box office. My, my yeah. money's on Barbie. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I mean, based on, based on the reviews, it sounds like it's, it's going to sweep stuff. So yeah, it's I deliberately haven't read any. Yeah. And I haven't read any Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer ones either. Yeah, I haven't read any reviews. It's just the buzz that, that mm. I can't avoid. <laughs> because yeah. when you look up news for films, you you read news. <laughs> yeah, um, there is that. Have you got anything on your... Um... No. No. <laughs> okay. Right. Skip to the end. Yeah. Um, Napoleon. No, I, 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 there's... Um, Joaquin Phoenix is playing mm. Napoleon. Yeah, that's Ridley Scott's one. I think everyone's waiting for him to remake Gladiator. Even though he's doing a sequel, I think everyone's still waiting for Ridley Scott to remake mm. Gladiator. And when they heard um, Ridley Scott and Joaquin Phoenix yeah. were in this, everyone got their Gladiator balls out. Um, you can quote me on that. It doesn't Gladiator make any sense, balls. but yeah. th- the trailer looks all right. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they don't make him look like he's a nice person, but, you know, they probably mm. don't. Um, yeah, yeah the trailer was okay. Um, but I'm just bored with trailers. I think trailers should be 20 seconds long. Okay, what what would you include in them? Um, people's faces. Yeah. Saying words. That's that just movies, isn't it? No, but aren't that uh, are, are like? <laughs> yes, <laughs> not connected to the plot or like just just some. When when I feel like I've watched the trailer and I feel like I've watched the short film, mm-hmm. I'm I'm like, what's the point? In yeah. This? Like I'm not like it's like no just just. You know, just sizzle me. Just show explosions and show him putting his hat on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, yeah. That's what I would have said to the guy cutting the trailer anyway. Yeah, no. Nice. Show, show me putting his hat on. That's what I want to see. I want to see. <laughs> um, um, amazing. Yeah, yeah I've, got, I've got no real film news uh, other than that. There's, there's a few bits that, that I... N- not all of them are interesting. Deadpool 3, um, the like shots from behind the scenes have come out and 
it's got Hugh Jackman wearing a very, 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 very camp uh, Wolverine outfit, which I kind of dig. I think oh if, my if they're God, going I down, If they go down like, let's not try and make cool Wolverine, let's make translate Wolverine directly as he is from the comics. Brilliant. Oh, I love that. Um, um, just just for um, in case anybody's listening and can hear children, there are children in the beer garden that we're in. Yes, um, not just us. It's Yeah, we're not the children. Just <laughs> okay. thought I should mention that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a sequel to The Passion of Christ, The Passion of the Christ coming out. What? Yes, directed what? by uh, um, the man himself. Um, it, Christ? Yes, Jesus <laughs> Jesus is, is directing his own sequel. Um, do you know what it's called, though? No. Come on, it's it's... The Passion of the Christ, the, the second, the, the begins with R. The resurrection of the Christ. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, it's it's what's his face, our Australian anti-Semite, um, homo- uh, homophobic Gibson. Mel Gibson. Yeah, oh. um, I thought it was like I was like, what's gonna happen? And I was like, oh yeah, of course, I know what's gonna happen. It's mm-hmm. in the Bible. And I was like, yeah, we've done that. We don't need to do it. But I, I did think it was funny thinking, and I did think about like. Mel Gibson's still here? Yeah. I, so there is a near-perfect movie that the only negative I have to say about it is the fact that Mel Gibson is in it, and that movie is Chicken Run. Oh, Mel Gibson's in that? Yeah. Who is he? He's like the... He's the, the voice of the rooster. Yeah. Yeah. But, That's um, a shame. It's the only thing about that movie that is not perfect. That drops it from a five to a four? No, no, it's still a five. Oh, still a Don't five. be stupid. Yeah, you can't take away from all those other chickens. <laughs> 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 yeah, I just... It's weird, isn't it? Because I watched... You know when people talk about redemption in Hollywood and stuff? Mm. And it's like, okay, fine. I think, you know, if you've not committed any serious, like, crimes, there is a... But I don't think he's ever come really out and said, I really fucked up with a lot of stuff I've done in my entire life. Yeah. I don't think the redemption... It, it doesn't it involve a, 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 a moment where someone's going, look, I I'm sorry, up, and then atoning in some way. Yeah. I don't... I can't no. picture that. No, I don't I know what he's done for the black community. No. Um, or anyway, the Jewish community. Um, yes, exactly. Um, the other one, that, which is quite interesting. Yeah, go on. Have you seen 28 Days Later? No. So, have you seen any film by Danny Boyle? <sighs> Maybe. So, like, Sunshine, Trainspotting? N- no. Um, Slumdog Millionaire? No, actually. Um, Maybe you've not seen a film by that. You might have I seen know. a bad one. I know. Maybe. Hold on. I'm going to go on the IMDb. Any, any film that he's, like, directed. Hold on. Yeah. Alex Garland as well as as a writer, mm-hmm. because that that for me is a is a is a is a deadly duo of a writer and a director as Alex Garland and um, Danny Boyle. As in good. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because Alex Garland's great as a writer and mm-hmm. as a director actually as well, but there's murmurings that they might be doing a Ooh. 28 years or months later. We don't know. Oh, yet. good God! Because they did they did obviously the second one was terrible. It was 28 weeks later. Of course, we all know it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> anyone, anyone who's my age probably does. Anyway, um, but there is murmurings of them getting back to do uh, uh, potentially I, another one together, right. which would be crazy. I have seen something he's directed, but it's not a film. Uh, I went to see Frankenstein at the National Theatre. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. He did. He did direct a moment in the London Olympics introduction. Yep, I remember that. Yeah, too. yeah. He did so, that. Yeah, I, I actually. I might have to recommend a load of Danny Boyle films to you then. Yeah, is, is this is this the worst film podcast ever? If one of the hosts has never seen a Danny Boyle film, 
Not technically, but no. No, I, like Danny Boyle, for a moment, he was my favourite director, like, ever, because... Is this during, um, like, Train Spotting? Yeah, like, Train Spotting. He did Train Spotting, then Sunshine, he did Slumdog Millionaire, and he was just so diverse as right. a director. And I was like, that's crazy that you can do that broader broader thing and be yeah. and like be great at every single one mm. but each each film was like seminal in its genre so he had zombie movies he was like 28 days later was the zombie movie back right. then and the rest of it but i i just think there is space for a uk centric zombie movie that is that isn't Shaun of the dead yes well yes but like a, like a serious one yeah. like um like a 28 because 28 days later when it came out was brilliant um mm. But I think that got me excited a little bit. And I was like, ah, oh, that'll be fun again. Um, so, yeah, if, if it does happen, that'd be, I'd be think that'd be great. But if you are, I will recommend it to you. Okay. Maybe not this week, because maybe I'll wait till October, because it's Halloween, Halloween. spooky season. Spooky, spooky. Um, so I might do that. But the second one's not worth watching. But if they, if, because there is a massive a helicopter is it a plane or a helicopter? It's a helicopter. Is it's it Superman? It's obnoxiously loud. Uh, this is perfect audio content. I don't know what you're complaining about. It's yellow. The, oh, the helicopter? The helicopter is yellow, yeah. Okay. Which means it's probably an ambulance. Oh, um, good God. Anyway. And the world is not ending, but we can review Yet. a film we watched. Yeah. Recently. We can definitely And it's kind of new. And it is? It, it, yeah. It, it is kind of new. Let's Let's go right ahead. You've got the flu and lost your shoe Saw the view and you said boo But listen you, don't feel blue Because we've watched something new Ish Ish <laughs> I literally dance along to every single one of my own jingles That's fine, it's just, it's what we do It we is all, what we do That's what we all do when we get home We all put on our own jingles and dance Because everybody writes their own <laughs> jingles constantly I nearly wrote a new one today actually I think, uh, yeah I think there I is, there, there, there is space to do some yeah. I think this is this is my ending. I think we should re-record the Internationale to finish the podcast. <gasps> oh my God. But we should do a film-orientated version. Okay, of it. okay. I think I that that could, that that's content. If I ever heard of that it, that is content. Um, we watched Cocaine Bear. We were going to have a guest. Cocaine Bear. Cocaine. Um, we were going to have a guest on to talk about this, but sadly she is not available. Uh, we'll get her another time. Uh, I'm going to read the synopsis from IMDb. An oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens converge on a Georgia forest where a huge black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting cocaine. Uh, trigger warning for drugs. Um, bears. Gore. Gore, yeah. Lots of gore. Yeah. Um, and uh, bad CGI. Bad CGI. And scenes yeah. that are too dark. Oh, really? Was yeah. It... In the cave? Yeah. I couldn't see shit. Okay, fair. Cool. Anyway. Um, um, what was your general vibe um, of it? I... Right. I'm, I'm going to give some what maybe will feel like quite uh, serious critiques about a, a deeply about a unserious <laughs> film. Yeah, um, it's not that I didn't like it. Yeah. There were some bits where I laughed out loud on yeah. my own in my house. Yeah. But on the whole, it, I was just a bit like, meh. I don't know about you. Oh shit, yeah, you're not allowed to nod on a podcast because that makes no sense, does yeah, it? Yeah. Uh, so I was sitting there nodding with a pyramid. <laughs> um, I just, I, I, I was expecting a bit more, I think. Yeah, um, me too. 
So it, it, it is based on a true story about a story where... Um, that was the funniest bit, the Wikipedia yeah. bit at the beginning. The Wikipedia bit? Yeah, that um, was funny. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. That that was the moment that I was like, oh, this is... that's very, Because they had this really like interesting quote about black bears and their nature and shit. Um, and, uh, source. and then it was like, source. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think I just expected a bit more from it. Yeah. Um, and I think the jokes, a lot of the jokes didn't actually land. No. Um, the humour is very silly. Yeah. I, I cannot help but, so on this podcast, obviously, we did Tucker and Dale versus Evil. And I can't help but kind of compare it to that because it's, you know, horror, Yeah, but comedy, that, I think that's a really rebel. good example of saying one, one thing that works hysterically. Yeah. Um, and I think this is this was definitely that that space that this film was trying to occupy. Yeah, you're gonna burp. No, I sucked it back down. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but I just I, a lot of the jokes in there. Do you know what I think? The they weren't intelligent. The jokes weren't yeah. funny. They, they weren't. Intelligent. I also think they killed off the funniest characters too soon. So for me, I thought he could have been because I I love him. He's in my family. Is the guy that. He's got like yes! the blonde. He's got the blonde, yes! blonde wig on, and he was. Um, oh my god! He was the kind of. What was he? he? Wasn't the ranger? He was like the park. Um, yeah, he was like coming to audit, and yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Yeah, I, and I was like, he's a really funny actor. Yeah, and they killed him off really soon. I was like, immediately, I was like, oh, I think that was a bit of a mistake because yeah. I, I know it's, it was funny. Yeah. But and and the the park ranger, she was a funny character. She was so funny. Um, I just think I think they suffered from we have to kill someone off now. And I was yeah. like, well, you can wait to do that. I think if you want to have a big gore fest, you can do it. Have moments where it happens. I um, think there's um. So it's got a great cast. Yeah. But they killed it, them with the best ones off too yeah. soon, right? So Alden. Oh my god, I can't say his name, but I really like him. Alden Ehrenrich. Which one's he? Is he the, the kind of the he is the, the son of Ray Liotta. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was in Hail Caesar and the Han Solo movie. Ah. And in Hail Caesar, Caesar, he is hysterical. I think there were moments in this film where it looked like he was going to laugh while doing the scenes. Yeah. I feel like the, the, the production team and the actors thought this film was funnier but than the it actually was. Funnier than it was, yeah. yeah. And I, think, I, think that, I think there was a moment where the premise of the film, they thought that was enough. Yeah. And they were like, okay, let's not... I think they wanted you to feel heartwarmed a little yeah. bit on so I was like, yeah, but you haven't done enough work with the characters for, mm-hmm. for I don't understand some of the comedy here because I don't think I understand the characters enough for to, to, to the, for the beats to land. Yeah. Um, I think um so Isaiah Whitlock Jr. who plays the um the like cop is yeah. brilliant. Clay Davis from The Wire. Yeah. Shout out. And the reason he's brilliant is because he takes it deadly seriously. Yeah, yeah. That's the reason he's yeah. the best actor That's a, in That it. was a really funny through through line that didn't end in a good way. With the him dog. and his dog and stuff. I was like, that was a bit like, they set it up like it was going to be, and then it was like, near. I thought the dog was going to come and save the day. I thought yeah, the dog was the Chekhov's like, gun or something. That, yeah. yeah, like, I, I thought there was a lot of that. And I think they tried to introduce a load of characters because they wanted it to end in this mad... There's all these people end up in this one place and there's basically like a massive like there's a bear with a cocaine, there's like you yeah. know, all these other characters that have this backstory yeah. and it always gonna end crazily. And that just didn't happen. Yeah. And I think that was the big the big kind of problem with the film, I think. It's I think really it funny like, to be talking about cocaine bears with like babies gurgling yes, in the background. Fine. Um, <laughs> my so my main issue with this film is this is gonna sound so stupid, the logic of the cocaine's effect on the bear. 
yeah. as a writing, from a writing perspective. Th- this is going to sound a deeply silly to bring up about a <laughs> film that is so unserious. But basically, like, there, I wanted, I wanted more clarity on like them learning the cocaine's effect on the bear and what it would do because they gave this quote at the beginning of like black bears don't attack unless they're provoked and you know source wikipedia and that being really funny and that kind of didn't really go anywhere because the cocaine's impact on the bear was so illogical like some and i've never done coke genuinely i've never done coke so i don't really know what its effect is except that it makes people at parties think they're really interesting and they're actually really boring um (laughs) Um, uh, but it's like when we first meet the cocaine bear it's like rubbing up on a tree and then it's attacking people and then it's got blood blood lust and wants to kill people and then it's just addicted to the cocaine and then it wants to seduce the humans and then it wants to fall asleep like there's just no logic yeah. In, sometimes it, it kills people instantly sometimes it drags them away and you find them in a cave three scenes later I mean that like, didn't make any sense no I, I, just I, I no... know it's a comedy and it doesn't need to yeah. make sense but at the same time that's like a once you it's like when you when you see a hole right then you yeah. start to dig Yeah. and then we're like because it didn't make sense I was like okay this is film wasn't actually that funny but also it doesn't make sense so now I'm kind of just getting a little bit annoyed yeah. by the end and there I was were like, just a lot of logic holes in like because the premise is the funniest thing about it. The yeah. premise that this bear, which actually happened, found like a shit ton of cocaine in the forest and took it, yeah, like ate it. That is like obviously not funny for the actual bear, but yeah. as a premise for a as movie, for, for a comedy film, is really like funny. Slashery film, yeah, you know. Um, you you can make more of that. And what they actually did was they wrote a bunch of characters and tried to make it about those characters and the bear just kind of being on the side yeah yeah like, but with a title like yeah. cocaine bear i want it to be about the yeah. bear but those characters didn't even have time to interact because as no. soon as they introduced them they were just all there were like together. 15 characters all of equal weight it was just too much yeah i think that was it and i think yeah. that what they wanted was this big kind of ending of this mad cacophony of cocaine bear and per- you know mum trying to find her kids and cocaine dealers trying to find their cocaine and, yeah and a cop who has no a new dog is is they didn't let it build to a what did I say there? Did no, say you sh- just said a cop that has a new dog and I was laughing because okay, it's funny. Fine. But like, <sighs> they didn't build it to a mm. climactic ending. The ending no. just kind of just went... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It was a bit like... It's just like, and she, I, I, he the, got the dog, they all drove away. Yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, I think... And I, I just think that a lot of the like, a lot of the jokes just didn't land for no. me. I was like, at the beginning, I was like, this is going to be funny. I have a feeling this is going to be a very. It funny was the joke. Wikipedia thing. I went, this is going to be very. And it was the the man falling out of the <laughs> the plane. Yeah, that was I funny, right? Like that's out that, like, loud. When all my laughs came in the first half an hour. Yeah, my anyway. my three laughs. I had three laughs out loud. <laughs> One was him falling out of the plane. Yeah. That One was, funny. was Wikipedia, um, and one. One was the park ranger accidentally shooting the yeah, guy that, through the head. Yeah, that, that was it. Yeah, that, or yeah, I had four then, it but that that was so my third. Stupid. It was like because it was stupid. Because she was just like, yeah, <laughs> she was really funny. She was like, that's what I mean. I think they just killed the funnier characters off. Like, there was a bit where in the background, her, like him, the audit guy, mm-hmm. um, was talking to the park ranger next yep. to the thing, talking about all the animals that could have crawled into the. Yeah, the thing that was like funny. I was like, I "I hope these two characters stick around. And like, I wasn't like, "Oh, this is gonna be they're gonna get real." I was like, "Oh, that's a bit of a shame." I would have loved her to have been final girl. Yeah, I would have loved. I was mentally ticking off. Oh, we've killed 
two of the people that have made me laugh the most and mm. I was like what have we got left and I was like ah this is a problem yeah. immediately thinking in my head thinking I don't think and at the beginning I think I, the, their problem was they weren't willing to kill the kids yeah you, you knew from the beginning they weren't yeah well. they weren't going to kill they the kids they were never going to come into any real, real yeah real so it, and, and you know they were willing to make the kids do coke but <laughs> yeah yeah which was an odd scene but they weren't willing to kill the kids um, which meant you knew like who, this, who the final girl was going to be and who the survivors were going to be yeah sorry I, I interrupted think, you continue. no no but I think you basically just summed up what I was trying to say it was like it's like with the with the kids it was like they were never under any threat and I kind of established that pretty quickly yeah and also that I think a lot of the stuff with the kids felt so forced. It yeah. felt really forced to me with like the kid playing off like even some of his lines. I was like that the timing and the beat of it could that could be a really funny line if you yeah. change the, a few of the words and the timing a little bit. Yeah, um, it's funny because I don't know whether that's a writing problem or whether they they hired a kid that doesn't have a potty yeah. mouth and so like it sounded unnatural yeah. I um, think it's writing I, th- it's I right. honestly because because just watching it like yeah. you can think like it's just the dialogue like the words mm. could have been funnier mm. you know it's not it, a lot of it didn't feel like it was deliberately it was just like well that's not a lot to work with because you write that down it's not that funny yeah there's bits of it that are funny but then the bit that the, the yeah, the kind of what they needed, I think logic, what they needed there. was like, do you remember the TV show Outnumbered? Yes. Where they just yeah, cast yeah. this funny as hell little girl oh, and yeah, just allowed her yeah. to riff and was like, yeah. this is the point of the scene. Yeah, yeah. Say whatever you want. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I think that's what they were going for and yeah. it actually just ended up looking like, oh, this is a kid that's been scripted by an adult. Mm. That's what it kind of felt yeah, like. Yeah, I, th- I think that, that's, I think you've hit the nail on the head there a little yeah. bit. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I was just expecting more and like I said I think because we've done Tucker and Dale versus Evil I think that's an incredibly high bar but I still think that comedies like this I get frustrated with them where where it's like mad premise crazy idea but then it's like the rest of it feels really lazy and then like the casting's good yeah it's got an amazing cast and Elizabeth but, Banks is directing. And yeah, yeah. I just, I just, I just, I just wanted a little bit more. And, yeah. And the CGI was bad, but I didn't mind that. I think it's fine. It's low budget. Com- well, yeah, say yeah. low budget. Who knows? In every, everything is, um, everything is not in a vacuum. Yeah. But, also, um, I switch off immediately if I can't see shit in the final twenty minutes. Yeah. So I, I, maybe I didn't pick up on that bit, but I'm a big fan of dark scenes, so maybe that's why. But I think you've got like an ultra, like well calibrated sort of watching system. Yeah, yeah. I've just got a regular. I have TV. a DP's TV, basically. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a regular I'm, human I'm, with a regular TV. I'm that TV. dickhead who goes, "It's too dark." And I'm like, "No, I've checked the scopes. It's not." <laughs> I've checked everything. I've looked at numbers. It's not too dark. But yeah, no. I see but if only from. people with a fancy dancy TV can watch the film and make sense of it and see yeah, things, then yeah. it's not made for the general public. That was the whole. A lot of that came out with. Um, do you remember that episode of Lord of the Rings? Still fucking love the episode in the finale series of uh, you know the battle at Winterfell. Yeah. So the big thing with Wait, that is Lord the, of the Rings. At Win- Lord of the Rings. I meant Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. I said the wrong. Okay. thing anyway um, Battle of Winterfell, yeah, the Battle of Winterfell. Uh, everyone complained it was too dark I could, I, that, that was not as bad as this yeah the DP on set had a deliberately he, he, the, the monitor he was using was calibrated like ridiculously well and he literally shot on the pinpoint of making everything just on the edge yeah. and he suffered from all the consumers saying 
this DP shit, it's all too dark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel, I I feel for him a little bit because I, you know, how, how are you supposed to work out what's too dark when consumer TVs can be anything from a phone to a laptop to whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, where do you sit with how do you shoot for the cinema? Maybe not if you're shooting for TV. I guess yeah, that's yeah. The, um, the thing. But anyway, um, I, th- I don't really have much else to say about it, really. No, it's just there. There are a couple of funny moments. If you need something really, really like, like un- unserious to watch, then go ahead and watch this. Yeah, uh, it's it's. I I'm not like. I'm it's, not going to repeat watch it. At any it's point. not as funny as you think it might be, and given as they the premise, think it is. Yeah. Like Nicole watched the first like twenty minutes with me, and she was like, "Oh, this looks like it's going to be really funny. I'd like to watch this." No. And I came upstairs, having watched the rest of it, it's like, "Yeah, don't bother." Nah. <laughs> like it's a shame because I love a, I love a comedy like that. Like Tucker really and Dale is like, an infinitely better film. Yeah, and infinitely. Like I said, like, and I only gave that four stars, which means I cannot give this more than two. Yeah, I think it's two stars. Unfortunately, yeah. I do think it is. It's a shame because. I don't know why it's a shame. It is what it is, you know. It's a. It's a, it's a shame because I had high hopes because I, I I remember like learning about this news story and then then learning they were making a film yeah. with that premise and thinking, oh, this has like really. I quite like like the leaning into the eightiesness of it. I thought I was a bit lazy though sometimes. Do you not know think we're like so, like some not not okay maybe not the visual cue stuff but the audio was just like someone's driving. Let's put on some eighties music. <laughs> That's why I was just a bit like yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. I, th- I think when they try to use the 80s as a joke, that's lazy. Mm. When they try and do, like, look at this thing from the 80s, isn't this funny? Like, yeah. that, that's lazy. But, but I think, like, the, the kind of the landscape of the 80s is broadly fine. That, that, that could have been way funnier, right? That was a misjoke, mm. like Reagan's war on drugs and stuff. Yeah. And it became one line that was kind of half-heartedly put together. I was like, mm. there's a really funny joke about Reagan's war and drugs yeah. and the cocaine bear and the time and you, mm-hmm. you can really set a funny set up there. But totally. Missed opportunity. I think the whole film was a bit of a missed opportunity. I yeah. think that's probably the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. a good way to finish that review. A missed opportunity. Let's, you know, let's, let's mix different animals and drugs and see what happens. Yeah. Sorry, Petter. <laughs> <laughs> um, now that we're all het up, should we go tell someone to go fuck themselves? Yeah, boy. Okay. Cool. Um, I would like you to go first because I went first last week. Okay. Um, mine, go fuck yourself slash rant slash soapbox. Yeah. Is a, my phone's run out of battery. Mm? I don't need it. It's fine. Um, mm? uh, it's not that one. It's a different one. It's fine. Uh, I, I don't I need the guy's charger. username. Maybe I shouldn't call him out by username on Reddit. But it, there is a wider picture. My okay. things about people's attitudes towards protest. Civil disobedience and strikes in general. Ah, uh, you sent me a screenshot. Yes, I did send you a screenshot. In fact, you can probably put it up for me. Okay. Yeah. I just want his username to, to do it at the end. Um, so I commented stupidly. I, I, you know, when you do these things, you're, you're typing. You're like, why am I actually typing at the moment? Like, why am I doing this? I've got better things to get on with. But there was all these comments on a stop oil. Um, um, it wasn't. I think stop oil have come out since and said there actually weren't anything to do with the. Um, um, protests, whatever you want to call it. Um, but George Osborne's wedding, wedding mm-hmm. um, as they were walking out, they were thrown kind of orange confetti on by a 
member of the public. Mm. Um, to which this thread I ended up on um, on Reddit was like outrage. But a lot of the kind of public outcry was like outrage. It's like, you know, this is disgraceful. You know? Oh, yeah. Somebody was like, this is a disgusting thing to do to somebody on their wedding day. Like yeah. a left wing journalist said this. Yeah, this is like, what this is what annoys me. Yeah, it's like it's not disgraceful. Like there, there are yeah. words you can use to describe things that are just like, I'm sorry, disgraceful is a word you can be used to describe lots of things that have happened in this country and multiple other countries in the last fucking dawn of time whatever Mm. but to use it to describe a kind of um, maybe 50, 60 year old woman throwing uh, confetti on a uh, well known um, she could have um, been throwing paint know what I mean yeah but even if she had right like and this is my thing like like a, a Someone in this, I was basically attacked on all sides by multiple people on this thread. Yeah. Uh, my my kind of comeback was like, was like, what if it happened to you? I was like, I probably would have had a beer and got on with the rest of my day. Yeah. But I, I the, my wider point, I guess, is I've completely messed your phone up. Is there is no point in having a protest or a strike or anything like that if mm. it doesn't cause outrage, disruption. Media or, headlines. Or, or, or something. Yeah. Like, I, I want us to, like, I feel like we're going in a really dangerous position of, like, protest should be something that you have to go up, organise, and be allocated space to go and have it. Mm. That's not how it works. Yeah, well, they, they tried to do this after the, the Sarah Everard. Yeah, exactly. Um, you yeah. know, and like, they were like, oh, protests are now going to be... Like, if you haven't organised them with the Met Police, they will be allowed to shut you down for yeah. an unlawful like, protest. It's like, no, this is, this is dystopian as fuck. Like, you can't do... Like, and it's, it's, it's the kind of... These are the kind of people that says, oh, why don't they strike on a, uh, you know, like a, 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 a day where it's less disruptive? It's like, you're a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. But like, also, it's like... Nothing's ever been done historically without things like strikes um stuff that makes headlines mm. um there's a quote from a, my one of my favorite grace petrie songs actually it's like it's like when when only violence makes the news i've got the emily davidson blues yeah but it's like it's true it's like you, you like if you look at history and how things things that change when they change it's based around civil disobedience but it can't just be stuff where it's like oh someone processes process in his car in a car park and no one saw it happen and then it's like things need to like things to change things you need to do things like this and if people are finding this disgraceful what do they think about the fact that like you know a huge proportion of the people in this world this this country have to use food banks to feed their children Mm. it's like can we use the words properly a little bit here yeah i just find it crazy that 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 like I know people can talk. You can talk about the stop oil um, stuff as much as you want, but the thing I love about it is the fact that a lot of people you see involved in these protests are older members of society. Yeah, and I fucking love that because they're not like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to be dead soon, <laughs> and it doesn't matter. I'll fuck like you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. all these younger generation of people will inherit all of this shit that will happen. But the people you see at Wimbledon and wherever, they're like in their 60s and stuff. And I fucking love that shit because it's like, it, you know, that's someone who wants to make a change. And it's yeah. not actually probably how the way it's been painted as of just like, 
people yeah. wanting just attention and stuff. I don't think Just Stop Oil are perfect. No, they're not. No. I hate that they interrupted Pride. Yeah. I really hate that, given the climate that trans people are having to live through in this country. Um, but uh, I... You, I, you can't deny that their, if their aim is to, you know, get people talking about climate change, they are doing that. Yeah. And um, I think a lot, some of it's misguided. Definitely, yeah. and but some of it's is, very like because obviously a lot of people. I, I think this about Extinction Rebellion as well. A lot of people that are in those organisations are white and middle class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and you very rarely see people of. Um, marginalised races yeah. or, uh, you know, of the yeah. lower income brackets but in these movements. I think that's quite telling. But um, if their aims are to raise awareness, you know, get people talking, yeah. they are absolutely doing that. And there's... Um, uh, I, I really recommend the latest episode of Pod, Pod Save the UK, um, which I may is, as well just pull it up at the end when I actually do oh yeah, need fine. to reference it. Um, uh, which um, they did have somebody from Just Stop Oil like talk to them as a representative, and she spoke so well about their aims and about you know yeah. uh, her being harassed by Piers Morgan on his show and you know all of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I think we do need to do something about it. And in the absence of our politicians doing doing anything proper, we do have to put up with some people doing it imperfectly yeah I, but that's the thing like all protests you're going to have imperfect protests like yeah. you're going to have it like it's going to happen you know um, and, and pride is often a very white space yeah that's true you know yeah. it's it, you, a lot of these protests are, are done imperfectly and a lot of companies and, and organisations do really try and maybe Just Stop Oil are really trying to be more inclusive I think they um, need to try bit harder yeah. but like my I think my thing is generally I'm never going to and the way I'd framed my 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 bit was like I I I don't I'm not talking about this specific thing I just hate the way people react to it because yeah totally you do realize you're siding regardless of how you look at it with power I'm not going to sit here and feel sorry for George Osborne and his and his wife because at the end of the day it was some orange paper can we put stuff in perspective yeah like shut it the fuck up. It was literally orange paper, yeah. and everyone was like, "What a disgusting yeah, thing!" Yeah, like, like, disgust, disgraceful. It These people are scum. Like, like, what the fuck? It man? was in like, the confetti throw that lasted probably less than a minute. Yeah, less than it was probably like sixty seconds. It's like maybe two of the photos that they'll have of their wedding day or will be of this. Yeah. Like, but I think the, my boiling down to is like I'll just read it out because there's a there's a there's a back and forth between me and and someone and and I was like. Um, he basically descri- he, he said he said to me, but he he was using the words as like he said take your take your uh, misgivings with your superiors elsewhere. <gasps> to Mitch, I superiors. yeah. To Mitch, I was basically said okay, basically. Well, I, I'll read it out. I said okay, yeah, gammon. The use of the, the use of the term superiors is fucking glowing. And he goes, honestly, it's ninety nine percent of the population. He's basically saying that there are people who were supporting. George Osborne and feeling sorry for him I was like yeah fuck off because mm-hmm. uh, the Google search will sort that and he goes like you haven't even performed a Google search before b- before running your mouth so yeah superiors know your place to which I replied with uh, I can't wait to join the elite Google searching upper echelons of society mm-hmm. his reply was stay poor wagey which I was like fuck you are that piece of shit that you, you basically prepare, like you know set yeah. yourself up as my Wagey. reply was my, I quite like it stay cunt cunt so that's, <laughs> that's what James ended with by the way if anyone but yeah like, I was like I was like and if you ever need to know that these people do exist and that's the way they see the world <laughs> they exist on Reddit 
Yeah. And they're talking they to James Morgan. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It nearly ruined my Saturday, but it didn't. So yeah, there you well go. done. Well done. Um, yeah, wagey. I've never heard that before. Yeah, wagey. Wagey is kind of. It's been used by two groups, camps of people, but uh-huh. in in the context of stay poor wagey, I'm like, oh, you're a piece of shit, but yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. a piece of shit. Um, have you worked out who yours is going to be yet? I've got, I've got two, and I kind of want to address them both. <laughs> but I, it's difficult because one of them is very personal. You can do it, and then I can always just delete it if you change your mind. So. Okay, I I, I want to first of all say uh, before I get into it, Jonah Hill, you're a prick. Go fuck yourself. Oh really? Um, What's happened? Oh, okay. Maybe this is my go fuck yourself. Uh, Jonah Hill's ex-girlfriend, who is a professional surfer, has released uh, screenshots of um, some of the communication between the two of them while they were together. Um, In which... In fact, I'm just going to read some of them to you. Okay, go. Uh, This is in the early days of them dating in 2021. He says to her... Plain and simple, if you need, and then he does bullet point list saying, surfing with men, boundaryless inappropriate friendships with men, to model, to post pictures of yourself in a bathing suit, to post sexual pictures, friendships with women who are in unstable places, and from your wild recent past beyond getting lunch or coffee or something respectful, I am not the right partner for you. If these things bring you to a place uh, of happiness, I support that and there will be no hard feelings but these are my boundaries for a romantic partnership my boundaries with you based on the way these actions have hurt our trust um wow um moving on to some more um we can't do surf social things or develop trust until you consider me and make decisions that give regard to our relationship she's essentially said it makes me sad that we can't do like surf stuff with my community together because it makes you sad Mm. um I've been vulnerable as possible. I'm telling you, I need you to step up, step up to the plate, which you can. I'm sure of it. Uh, but these losers don't get your time if you want me. Straight up, it's consideration. I respect your love of surfing, but I respect myself as well. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and yeah, uh, he had her remove a lot of posts from her Instagram of her surfing because she was wearing a bikini while she did it. Yeah. Um, and uh, he, he was like, I made my boundaries clear. Oh, la, la, you must respect me. All of this stuff. But um, my thing with stuff like that is like, if those are your boundaries, then don't. You're 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 basically starting a relationship with but a surfer. This is the thing, right? Already has the, this stuff. Yes, exactly that. First of all, is that she's literally a surfer, a professional surfer, and a surfing instructor. Yeah. Her Instagram page is a professional resource in which she has to post you know things of her and he he made her remove several pictures and videos of her surfing uh from her professional instagram uh but this is what i really want to get at is the misuse of the term boundaries yeah i know this is what we were talking about last time of like people getting their mental health advice from instagram yeah now boundaries become like a universalized term and i can't come back to because it's it's you're talking about your mental health isn't yeah, it yeah, yeah. it's like it's yeah. exactly but let's let's be very clear first of all about what boundaries are boundaries are about how you behave when people interact with you so an example of a boundary might be if i'm working a pub job hey i'm not going to answer my phone to my pub job on my day off that's an action i am taking to preserve my peace yeah. that's a boundary i'm not 
I'm not answering my phone on a day off to a job that pays me minimum wage. That's a boundary. Um, A boundary could be uh, if if there's a person in your life who, for example, you don't want kids and there's a person in your life who keeps being like, when are you going to have kids? You know, I have kids and I love my kids. A boundary could be, um, I love you so much, but I'm not willing to discuss this topic with you anymore. So if you bring it up, I'm going to hang up. Yeah. That's a boundary. It's like, if you interact with me like this, I'm going to behave like this. That's a boundary. It's about preserving your peace. It's about all of that stuff. A boundary is not, here's who you're allowed to spend time with. Here's what you're allowed to do. Here's what you're allowed to do. Here's what you're allowed to post on Instagram. Here's what That's you're allowed not to a boundary. <laughs> um, and if, if that person says, in order to be with me, this is the way you need to behave... That's not a boundary, that's an ultimatum. Yeah, yeah, it's completely different. Which is completely different. different. And I hate that these people, these manipulative people are learning the terms that I use in therapy Yeah. in order to manipulate women. Yeah. It sucks. It's, I think it's, yeah, yeah. like it's, it's when you've got, I think it's the kind of, this is coded as what I'm talking, talking real talk about mental health and, and mm-hmm. I think people need to be very careful about when, when they're with someone or doing anything when they're making demands of them. Yeah. Um, and not just saying, you know, it's okay convincing like this is how I feel about something, but if it means yeah. that you're having to change behaviour that, you know, that brought you joy or, yeah. you know, just being yourself, they're giving you, like, like you said, an ultimatum. It's not them stating what their boundaries are. Mm. Um, because I think you don't even if even if it is that you don't do it like that you, you know it's, yeah it's 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 it, just shit and it's, it's the it's the guard it's, it's using yeah. the guard of but because they use these terms these terms that you know people that go to therapy know because they go to therapy yeah it means that you don't see it as quickly um, because you're just going oh well you know he knows what boundaries are that's yeah. really great he's being sensitive he's being sensitive you know he's a sensitive yeah. person with you know he, he's acknowledging his own needs for his mental health and then when you actually deep it like when you get down into it it is um, they're all demands how, they're demands yeah. they're, this is how you need to behave and she like posted screenshots being like okay I've deleted those three but I'm not willing to delete this one because it's the best video of me surfing and then he'd respond with I can see that this doesn't matter as much to you as it does to me <laughs> Yeah, it's like, so, so manipulative. It's so manipulative. Anyway, so that Jonah Hill, you can go fuck yourself. That's um, a shame because he's done stuff. He's really done, good he, stuff. Yeah, he's done really good stuff. But he's also done like things like he talked about mental health and mm. talked about people getting therapy and stuff. And if it's under the guise of treating other people like shit, mm. then that's not something I want to be part of. If that's the way it's being framed. You no, know? Totally, totally. Like it's all about t- yeah, but taking time for yourself and. Working on yourself is something, but working on yourself also means, you know, and part of working on yourself means working on the way you work with other people. Mm. It's a two-way street. All yeah. of it should be, anyway. Anyway, yeah, so that, that's a go fuck that's yourself. That's pretty high on the list of f- shitty things. You're listening to the Snowflakes podcast, sponsored by Cinepaws, offering simple, personal cinematography equipment rental in Surrey. Check out the latest gear on my website at cinepaws.co.uk. Right, should we talk about some recommendations or what? Yeah, I think that would be a really good idea. I had an audition for an elf this morning. Hold on, put that back on. So one day, my dad brought home this thing and it had like green leaves and puffy bits, like a little tree, and we ate it and it was horrible. That was some of my lines when I was the elf.
Good. She's talking about broccoli, by the way. What do you want to do first? We need to do the jingle. We need to do the jingle. Go on. Black. Go. You like films, and I like films. We're birds of a feather. So recommend me something good, and we'll like films together. Meh. Um, we did two Wong Fu first last week, so let's do. Oh no, but I want to talk about Pride last, so let's do, let's do okay. Uh, okay. a girl walks home alone at night. Uh, let's do a game walks home alone. Can you have you got the? I haven't got my phone. Can you just the do the quick little? The, the synopsis for this is terrible, actually. I think is I'm it? Minded, but yeah. Okay. I well, to be fair, it. I think it it's fine. Get, re- read it, and um, I, I think there's more. You could do it better, but. Okay. Um, well, we'll give you the opportunity to do it better afterwards. Um, spoiler alert for this movie. Um, in the Iranian ghost town Bad City, a place that reeks of death and loneliness, the townspeople are unaware that they are being stalked by a lonesome vampire. Yeah, it's not very good. It's not. No, it's not brilliant. Um, what I will say is a kind of. Um, it's not quite a horror film. It's not really played like that. It's a, it's more of a. Anyway, I'll get, I'm getting into the review basically. It's that like is a ghost the, story. That is a prison. It's kind of a. It's like a. Um, yes, child. Well done. Yes. Um, that is the story. So to be fair, yeah. Um, what you actually watch is a very fucking. I love this film like a lot. Did you? Like a lot. Good. I'm so pleased. I hope um, you are. Because it it was a visual audio audio experience i guess what i want to ask you first is like from the title what were you expecting um i knew it was about vampires okay but did Um, you know that she was the vampire yeah okay but that's only me knowing i think i think if you read it and you watch the premise of the film it can sound like a, a maybe it's like a vulnerable um especially if it's being iranian you would think maybe it's about yeah uh, a, a woman being in trouble that sounds yeah, weird yeah that, that's I, I basically I was totally when I first watched this taken in by the title and I totally thought it was going to be about like the the fact that women aren't safe when they walk yeah. home alone at night but what you what you do get yeah. is this great film which is really quite heartfelt but really stylized mm. about a female vampire mm. who although flawed yeah basically acts as a bit of a vigilante and mm. kills men who are disrespectful or threatening to women yeah except for the the unhoused yeah, person that's that's the i think i think it's a good actually a good plot point it's one bit i was a bit confused about but mm. i think it, when it film ended i think oh, okay so she's flawed and I think yeah, basically yeah, yeah. it was a kind of it was yeah. the shorthand for so that. I think two of her, I, I, I haven't seen this film in a while now but two of her three victims that we see depicted in the film are active misogynists and are yeah. going to either rape or do wrong to yeah. a woman um, and then the third one is just a homeless man it's just a homeless man yeah, yeah. I think it was put there plot wise to show that she still at the end of the day is a vampire and needs to feed on someone yeah. and so, she's you know a flawed yes exactly individual. yeah and, and what I really loved about this film was I thought it was going to be a big kind of nonsensical here's a man being a dickhead 
she's going to come and kill him. Mm. That's not what it was. It no. was this really like slow burning piece that was like um, I fucking hate the term, but art housey, where it yeah, was like yeah. it was really it was really slowly placed, and it was when she had victims that were very like thought out and like methodical. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just like. I thought like you could set it up as a, oh his you know it was going to be almost monster of the week but split into like sixteen segments in the film. Here's a guy being a dick. Here yeah, she comes, yeah, kills yeah. him. Here's a guy being a dickhead. Comes in, kills him. I think this film is actually potentially one of the best superhero origin stories I've ever seen. I love that. Yeah, yes. because it's like I when the film ended, I was like, I want to see a trilogy. I mm. want to see what this son of a misogynistic heroin addict. Yeah. Um, this street walking um, vampire skateboarder and the cat do next. Yeah, the um, cat. Yeah. I about the cat. Um, I just love the way it was shot. I think the yeah. way it shot was masterful. Like it's like a lot of the. I, I kind of looked it up on IMDb earlier, and a lot of the comments were like, "It's beautiful cinematography. It's beautiful like it's so, yeah. like so, shot composition." And yeah. I, I think um, the thing cinematography wise to say about this film is that they were not afraid to go. The scene is a two shot, and that's it. Yeah. There was like, but the thing is, what that l- lets happen is a great scene where. Um, I can't remember the name of the character, but the guy that she kind of um, starts to fall for. Yes. Um, he the, walks the son up, of the heroin the son of the heroin addict. addict. Um, he kind of steps in very very slowly, and she turns. And it takes on screen time. It's probably close to ten. I'm going to say it's five minutes, mm-hmm. but it's one shot. Yeah. And so much happens in it. Mm. She turns so slowly. But mm. what that does, she turns slowly, looks at him, they have a great moment together, she looks at his neck, decides she's not going to kill him, mm. puts her head on his chest, and not all of that is in one shot, but also it gives the, the actors time to, to work in the scene. It looks beautiful, it's just one shot, it's super, super slow, and it lets the soundtrack mm. beat out the whole scene. Yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's why I love watching films. Um, because I think so many people are afraid to do that just like go you know what's the storyboard it's, 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 it's a shot of them doing this scene yeah. and there's, there's a, like a, a feeling like you'd need to cut but so much of this film had loads of those moments where it was just long shots of, of the characters and then it would, wouldn't actually reframe but they'd move in the scene and the, the camera would barely reframe and you'd have these long kind of bought like drawn out scenes and you're thinking about what the character's thinking and you're thinking about what music you're listening to and you're eternally internally going through a lot of stuff this child hates this film yes definitely but um i think for me it was just it was great to see the a play on the genre yeah. Uh, from fresh eyes a lot of um, and, and I think I agree a, a lot of the kind of um, comments I also read were like it feels western it feels like a western yeah yeah. They, the, the western soundtrack they, they, they start yeah. pumping in some of the old school western style and it, yeah to be fair the pacing was very yeah. like a la western yeah I just I remember when I first watched it being so struck by the image of like not the traditional vampire but by a woman on a skateboard wearing a chador yeah. which is like this big veil yeah. and that, that being somehow so modern and so perfect yeah. as it a was, vampire image it, it was great it's actually there was there were actually scenes that were creepy though like a yeah. very and the use of sound design in this film was fantastic um 
but with the skateboarding and the, the imagery it it's almost goes into the kind of seventh seal kind of style of horror mm. or like the hammer horror yeah but no we're not talking like modern horror but like more like old school nosferatu style mm. the, the play with it was was brilliant um i just yeah. i think my only my only thing is i wanted to see another film like i feel like this could have been a trilogy mm. like i know it's i think it was based off a uh a graphic novel as well. Oh, I think it? is why they leaned into the black and white quite mm. a bit. Um, well, I know that she started with a short film of the same name. Right, okay. Um, I haven't seen the short. Which I have not seen. Yeah. Um, and then expanded it to this. Interestingly, the writer-director um, looks not dissimilar to the actress they cast as the vampire. Oh, really? And can actually skateboard. So when oh, really? you see okay. skateboarding, you can see it right. it's it her. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's really, really fun. Yeah, that's cool. I, like, I, think, I think I just... Because I am a person that I love dialogue in films. I think it's great uh, for a film. This reminded me of Drive quite a bit, actually, in the use of um, like actors not what speaking. Film is that? The one with Ryan Gosling and Carrie Mulligan, yeah, yeah. Um, where there's not a lot of dialogue and mm. you're basically doing a lot of the work yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as a cinematographer I can kind of lean on the fact that this shot looks great but I I love acting and I love watching people Mm -hmm. and don't take that out of context (laughs) I love love (laughs) Um, watching people (laughs) but this was a bit of James Morgan bait where it was kind of like I was watching and then I'm thinking what's that character thinking they're not telling me I'm having Mm. to work all this out especially the last 15 minutes where there is a um, a recognition, uh, like a recognition of like quite a heinous thing that's happened. Yeah. Well, I could say because we said spoilers and stuff, but it's yeah. basically where the main, uh, the main male lead works out that she's killed his, his dad, dad yeah. by seeing the cat. I think there are there is no dialogue from the rest of the film. I think there is none. As I remember, I think there's none. There's no dialogue, but in that time, there is a reconciliation. Um, of the fact and then there is a, a further kind of reinforcement of that and watching him change his mind yeah. but then also reverse the decision and come back into the car none of that's with dialogue and I love that I love I love shit like that because it's like it's you're asking your audience to do a lot yeah. with a little but not I wouldn't say a little because there's obviously there's the, there's, the, there's the things you're watching like the acting and the performance but that's the kind of thing that I love. I love watching something and saying, what is this character thinking? Mm. I think I'm going through it with them. Yeah. You know, you're weighing stuff up with them. You're not, oh, you're not so being told what to think. But like, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I watched this film for the first time because there was an episode of the Bechdel cast that I really wanted to listen to where they covered it with Anna Hosnier. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'd listened to the other episode she'd done. I thought she was great and I wanted to listen to it. So I watched this film purely so I could listen to that episode and I just really, really liked it. Yeah. I think my only, my only criticism where's the trilogy because I, I think it, I think honestly I think at that ending I was like road movie man fucking hell I want to see it like yeah. I want to see this movie about like this couple and this cat like it would be sick um, also bonus points for the cat yeah I mean I'm always gonna it's always extra star for the cat I think I think I'm still gonna give it a four though I don't know why I think it's just because I think the story there's something about it that feels slightly unfinished. Unfinished, yeah, exactly. I think exactly. that's why you're yeah. yearning for another. Yes, movie. exactly that. And I think I think the setup is so good that I think 
I don't know, it's teasing. It feels teasing to me. I'm like, I want to see that second yes. film. Yes. Um, I agree. It's not, I think it's I not a bad thing. Forward. It's not a bad thing. It I, just think it's, I, I think want... it's beautiful. I loved it. I, I think I will yeah. definitely watch it again. Um, and shout out to Anamorphics because they make everything look good. What? Lenses. Lenses oh. that make things look, look, look well sketchy done, and nice. Lenses. <laughs> Which um, you can hire from... Cinephores? No, we don't have any anamorphics. Not oh, yet. Okay. <laughs> One day, maybe. Cinephores does not have enough anamorphics. That was fake news. I'm sorry. Um, I need to wee before we do the next film. We can pause. We right, have the technology. But, yeah, the, yeah. but they will never know. They will never know. Right, we're rolling. Okay. Nothing happened. Nothing. I didn't wee. <laughs> um, let's talk about Pride. Oh, hold on. Let me get the INDB thing out. Um, the film Pride, not the... Not the March slash Not the protest. season. Not the season. Los Juvenis. Um Maybe like one person will get that. That's fine. <laughs> um, I will say fuck you for making me watch this movie. I've been putting it off because I knew how much it made me cry. <laughs> so fuck you. It's, yeah, it's, it's there. Ahem. It's, uh, UK gay activists work to help miners during their lengthy strike of the National Union of Mine Workers in the summer of 1984. Um, spoiler alert for Pride. Um, trigger warning for HIV, homophobia. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I cried. Good. You're supposed to cry, I think. But I, it's it's... It's what's the word? It's like um, it's like a Ted Lassoy type thing. Yeah, it's kind of affirming and like, um, what what I love. So I think I knew vaguely that it was something to do with uh, gay people and also a rural community, but I don't think yeah. I knew the specifics. Pits and perverts is yeah, my favourite. Yeah, pits and perverts. Um, uh, and I did not know much about the true story of this movie before I went in to watch it. Um, so when all the miners come to the Pride March at the end, yeah. and not just the ones from that particular Welsh town, yeah, like yeah. the ones from like all of the other like mining towns, when they all came to Pride at the end, And there's I, like a Billy Bragg plague. And I like, yeah, yeah. sobbed like yeah. an actual child. Yeah, that's, that's, that was pretty much me watching this film, yeah. That yeah. last bit particularly. Yeah. Um, the little Welsh where are my lesbians yeah like those bits are very um, what's the word it's like claptrap almost yeah like it's definitely there but like it's a claptrap that I'm there for mm-hmm. a lot most of the time mm-hmm. there's bits this film gets wrong don't get me wrong um, yeah I like mean, some I- fake stuff which is they just threw in I think for dramatic effect but um, yeah I think the one th- the one thing I um I was like, I mean, without researching the history, uh, there's only one thing that really stood out to me as like, oh, I don't love that. So maybe I'll do that first, which is, um, you know, Stella with the dreads, who like is like, I'm going to make a women's space. Yes. I don't feel like you guys are listening to me. Yeah. Um, I I can remember the actress's name. It's got on my head. Um, So she like, she did make... um, I think it was Lesbians Against Pit Closures, yeah. uh, which is like a, a, a similar but just explicitly for women space. It sounds like she had like, not like really serious, but like fairly legitimate concerns about like, yeah, this is yeah. a very male group. and Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
they kind of dance over that quite which they a bit. do dance yeah. over very very quickly she also and I, I just didn't love that dialogue I think I, either you include it properly or you don't yeah I think it, it was a weird one right because it's like I think the, the theme of the film is they never went super super hard on anything mm. like which is crazy for a film that considers like a, like the HIV crisis yeah, epidemic yeah, yeah. and you know the pit the, the, all the pit closures mm. it tried to do it from a kind of positive through fair and I think that's it's a tough one because you go you've got a huge clash in in a conversation that needs to happen yeah yeah yeah. but um and and it was like they they included it but it was like maybe three lines long and they didn't actually I think it was good that they brought her back in as a character though towards the end I also wish given that this woman like it, it's possible that in 1984, white women wearing dreads did not hold the same issues as it does today. Yeah. But and given that this woman is not famous, I think I would have thought, okay, well, either hire a mixed race actress to play her and have the dreads, or don't, or just lose the dreads because yeah. this film's coming out in 2014. And yeah. I mean, considering they. I mean, there's only one character they invented for the story. Yeah. Um, so it, it I, I actually couldn't, I did look her up. I couldn't find through, like, maybe 15 minutes of Googling any pictures of her. Yeah. So given that she's not kind of, like, a very famous image, I it, it was a little distracting to me as somebody through a 2023 lens going, okay, why has this white woman got dreads? Yeah, yeah. Because um, uh, they never showed any pictures of her in real life um and i think that given that film is where we you know try and make the world a better place i would have liked them to have maybe gone okay well that was acceptable in 1984 but maybe we don't do that now and um yeah but anyway that's my negatives aside all of my negatives aside um I have a real thing when there are very famous people in a movie that I struggle a little bit to suspend my disbelief if they were playing normal people. Okay. So, like, uh, a, my, probably the best example for me is when Lady Gaga was in A Star Is Born because I yeah. was just like, well, she's a famous singer. Yeah. Like, I really struggled to kind of go... I would have loved to have seen them cast an unknown actress in that role um, or an unknown uh, vocal artist. Um when I watched this movie, I did not get that vibe from Imelda Staunton or Bill Nighy yeah, at all. It, they played the normality of it so beautifully. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. particularly of this, the scene where they're buttering the sandwich. That's my, one of my favourite scenes, that I'm gay. I literally <laughs> gasped out loud. And they were like, we know. I love she's that like, scene. I, I know. Like, stuff, yeah. <laughs> and then he was like, what, you've known since the since they arrived? And she's like, I think I've known since 1968. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just so beautiful. Um, yeah. Apologies for my Welsh accent. I'm very sorry. Um, my Better granddad will be turning his grave. Um, yeah, and, and also like... The acting on the whole is really good. Like, really good. Dominic, is it Dominic West? Yeah, Dom West. Oh, he's so good and he's in this. He's always good, yeah. yeah. That scene actually happened as well. The, uh, the, the dancing scene. The dance sequence, yes! yeah. Well, legend has it. Like, the way it's told is it, it that's the way it went down. So, oh, my God, like, I love I think love you watch that and you're thinking, you know, okay, they're, they're, like, yeah. but a lot of people are saying that's how it went down. I'm like, okay, cool, brilliant. If it did, excellent. Yeah. And I love that being the way that... Um, he like made connections with the straight men of the mining community. Yeah. Is yeah, it being yeah, like, yeah. oh, cle- like the women really love dancing with this guy, 
I really want a girlfriend, so let's like, yeah, you know. Like, a lot of that stuff's played for last, but I, I kind of forgive it in the sense that yeah, it's a big issues because like I think the tone of the film is like is right. Let's make a fucking left wing fluff piece. Like let's you know yeah. let's make a feel good movie for the left. Like because we fucking need it. And yeah. it, was, it was just nice. Ago. Andrew Scott is all. It's always lovely to watch Andrew Scott in a film because he's wonderful. Oh yeah, of course I forgot. He's, he's the uh, he's the north. He's from North Wales. Yeah, he's from Rill. Yeah. <laughs> and the, and then he eventually comes down to the mining town. They're like, how dare you? I don't have an issue with yeah. the gays, <laughs> but how dare you bring a man from North Wales yeah. down here? <laughs> like, my, my, all my family are from South Wales, from my yeah. mum's side, and my mum. This is not. This is not a fake issue. <laughs> yeah. People from North Wales uh, are not allowed at the dinner table. Yeah. yeah. My in my the best way, in, in, in a wholesome Swansea. way, if that's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my granddad was from Swansea, uh, so but I, I I I only really went back to Wales for his funeral. Um, I don't go very often, um, so it was just really nice to be like, oh, this this like was his home. But um, yeah, it's just it's lovely. It's yeah. just really lovely. Um, it's a feel-good piece with... I think it softens off its edges when, when it does deal with that. But it does go hard when it needs to, I think. Yeah, I think I it think just so. goes hard enough when, when we go... The, the reality of the AIDS crisis comes and hits yeah. a little bit. The writing of the Mark Ashton character, I think, is great. Um, the the Irish lad. Yeah. Um, like, I, I really... And also, that's really well cast. Um, I think he's lovely in it. Um and he's he's very commanding like the way he um like owns the scenes that he's in yeah have you seen interviews with um the guys um the actual guy um uh no i i've I've watched a clip of one which is the one where he's like well the way i see it the miners mine the coal that lights the nightclubs that allow you to dance to like diana ross till 3am i've seen that yeah yeah yeah. i think Um, it's it's very close i think they 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 captured the essence of him pretty well and um oh my god uh i can't remember his name the the friend with the hat with the glasses northern friend Oh yeah, vaguely remember. I haven't seen this film for a long time, yeah. but I yeah. I think his character's name might be Mark, um, but he's like in I think like this is England and like yes, he was is, known yeah. for like very gritty like kind of yes, Channel is, yeah, Four yeah, dramas, that, yeah, yeah. and then he rocks up in this, and I'm just like, this is great casting. Like he plays that so beautifully. Um, there's one fictional character, yeah, who is played by one of the men who is in Sunshine on Leith. Is he in Sunshine on Leaf? Yeah. He's a brilliant actor. He's I really re- good. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah. He's really good. I've seen him in loads of stuff, actually. I actually, I didn't like the line um, when he was leaving home and he was like, uh, and also Debbie, whatever her name is, that perm's never looked good on you. I just thought it was a bit forced. Like, yeah. That was written by a straight person. You just yeah. know it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, fair, fair. Yeah, yeah. But it's... On the whole, it's just a really beautiful movie. And I, I then, I don't often do this, but I then go and watch, like, Paddy Constantine's beautiful in this movie. Oh, yeah, I love you, you help me. And he just, like, oh. s- summarises the labour movement in in, a, in the most perfect sentence. Um, and, and the man, the the real guy who Paddy Constantine plays, uh, I did watch in an interview, he yeah, was like... Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, he was like, I loved... Paddy's portrayal of me yeah. um, and I was grateful to him for it I thought that was really lovely um, yeah he's so good particularly that that scene uh, when they go to the gay bar and he's like here you can thank everyone and he comes out and you think he's going to like choke yeah 
and he doesn't. He doesn't, yeah. I love that bit. And they love him. Yeah. Uh, and it raises awareness for the movement. And then they get Mark Ashton or the gay folk to uh, the little town in Wales and you bring him up to make a speech and you think he's not going to choke and he does. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, fe- it's very clever, like the kind of like... I think, I think, I, think I, I recommended this film because we were talking about the give and take. Yeah. And I was talking about it in the sense when we were talking about um, Two One Fu. Um, yeah. Because I was saying they, they kind of turned up at this community and it was a little bit like, we're going to teach you all these things and you learn from us, but there was yeah, no yeah. give and take. And I think this film does a really good balance of two yeah. communities working out that they're basically being fucked on over by the same person totally. let's all learn from each other and I want people to learn from this film yeah, yeah <laughs> I like want people it's... to learn that from this film um, I want you to guess what my favourite shot was in the whole film oh, it's been so long since I've seen it okay fair enough um, if I say telephone does that help no it doesn't actually okay there is a shot <laughs> uh, they've been struggling to get any mining communities to take their money at lesbians and gays support the miners um, and they ring this little town in Wales um, and we've only seen London centric gay shit essentially up till this point in the movie and then they ring this little town in Wales and the phone rings and it cuts suddenly to a Welsh community centre and all of the colour suddenly is drained from the scene because this is a very brown space yeah. uh, with like boring floors and like you know green wallpaper or whatever. <laughs> and this shot takes so long. But the older woman, the phone rings, nothing happens. The phone rings, nothing happens. An older woman comes out of a door at the far end of the hall and walks the yeah. and walks the whole length of it yeah. before picking up the phone. And it is the most perfect, like, introduction of a new setting I've ever seen. It's like yeah, it's a, it's a great um, tone changer, but it's also like so a good. it's like a pacing thing, isn't it? It's yeah. a really visual way of showing it. It's but. so fun, and yeah. and I laughed out loud. Yeah, um, I think that's the the, the good thing that I think about this film is it it does deal with quite heavy topics and topics that are pretty much you know the the you know. The, between me and you, I'd say they're, they're at the forefront of basically most of the things we talk about a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it deals with them in a very funny way with a, a very funny film which basically doesn't take itself too seriously, despite what the the mail and the fucking telegraph were saying when this film came out. What were they saying? They were just like this kind of big like left-wing propaganda kind of film. Of like, like it, you do realise this it's film... It's not that deep. It, it's not taking itself that seriously. And I think I think it sets itself up like that. I don't yeah. think it ever does really that much. Like Even you can tell by the, the way it was marketed in the, the, the trailer and stuff. But it has a really great ending, which I think, you know, if we all have moments like that in our lives, we'll, we'll be more, more more the better for it, oh, I guess. Yeah, and I, because I did not know that the miners joined them. Yeah, it's when it's when they show the actual clips and you're like, fuck, that's fuck. brilliant. It and really happened. Goosebumps. And goosebumps. I have faith in humanity restored until next time I go on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if this is controversial or not. I'm giving it five stars. Yeah, I gave it five when I first. I've I've only seen it once. I've only seen it once, but I okay. loved it and I didn't want to go back and redo it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? When you, you watch yeah, a film, yeah. and you have. I think at the time I was in, in not a good place mm-hmm. in terms of I think we probably just elected one of these other Tory governments we have, but I, it was when I think I can't remember. It was a, it was a time. 
think my uncle, I mean, this might be a bit too deep, but my uncle was ill at the time and his all his family were Welsh and the rest mm. of it. And I think there was a there was a moment where it really hit home, especially yeah. with a bit of the bit of the home. Hence why now, whenever I hear that kind of that, you know, the, the mining oh horn, anything oh. to do with that. So the, 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 one, the scene where I started crying and I almost didn't really stop from this moment is there's something really special about listening to Welsh people sing. Yes. It's the scene in the community hall where yeah, this lady stands and up and, and sings Bread and Roses. Yeah. Um, and everybody else joins in. Um, yeah. yeah. Because, like, I know some people will say that's stupid, mm. but that's what people did. And they yeah. did it on the picket line and they did it in in, in numerous community centres in the valleys. It happens a lot and that's what happens when you put people together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, this film is one of those films that can briefly destroy my cynicism and I love it when that happens. Yeah. Um, it's gorgeous. It's really gorgeous. Speaking um, of that... Shall we oh, watch? Um, shall we recommend things for the other one to watch? Yeah. I was just thinking then, actually, what I'm going to give you. Go on. Okay. Um, I think it's time I gave you Dreamgirls. Okay. Which one's that? It's a, it's a musical. Musical? It's got Beyonce in it. It's got Eddie Murphy in it. It's got Jennifer Hudson in it. Okay. Um, What's it about, though? Uh, a trio of female soul singers cross over to the pop charts in early 1960s, facing their own personal struggles along the way. Okay, cool. <laughs> so uh, not my, yeah, okay. When we last spoke, you had not seen this film. I'm going to show you, like, the page. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I know about it, but I've never seen it, so... It was a Broadway musical in, like, the 60s, 70s. Oh, okay, And cool. now it's... A, yeah. and, then, and then it became a movie. Um, so you're going to watch Dreamgirls. Uh, I've got literally no idea what you're going to make of it, but you're going to watch it. I'm going to watch it, yeah. Um, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I feel like I've given you super sad and then like slightly less sad kind of happy sad mm-hmm. so maybe we need like something a bit more um maybe i should do like an old classic that i don't think i've seen okay um how, okay here's a good one yeah you don't watch much sci-fi do you I watch a lot of sci-fi telly but I haven't watched many sci-fi movies okay I'm going to recommend have you seen Sunshine no okay cool that's a good one because that's Danny Boyle this is Danny Boyle yeah Um, Uh, 50 years into the future the sun is dying and earth is threatened by the arctic temperatures it's a good one to watch in the summer yeah (laughs) wow it's um it's a very good sci-fi film. Okay, um, cool. It's a it's a kind of cult favorite for a lot of people. All right, I'm ready. Um, but it, and it's also Danny Boyle, so it ties into the uh, to the nice to okay. the pod. Um, we have one more thing to do. Yeah. Which is good. I'm ready. Um, it's going to be like a warm hug for everybody. Yeah. Go for it. Bluetooth connected. Breathe in. Breathe out. Calm down. Happy stuff. Uh, mine is going to be the song that ends the show. Okay, so, so I'll go, go first? first then. Yeah. Literally, mine is... Um, this Sunday we're going to a folk festival. Yes! I'm so excited. Um, and I love live music, but seeing loads of it at the same time is great. But then yeah. going with loads of other people that want to go and see it as well, it's fantastic. Yeah. So 
I think it's, it's a general thing, but music in general is one thing that keeps people sane. Um, yeah. It definitely does with me. But, going but also, to... it's um, uh, explicitly, you're allowed to bring your own booze. Yes, it's bring your own booze, which I always feel bad about a little bit. Like, it's the thing, when, it, when, when I'm not allowed to, I'm like, oh, fuck you. But when I am, I'm like, oh, I should probably go to one of the local vendors and spend money. But um, I will be bringing a, a shed yeah. load with me. But um, Well, it'll get to the point towards the end of the evening where we've run out. Yeah, there is, a, there is a folk festival this weekend on Sunday called Folk by the Oak. Yeah. Um, which it's is a famous oak, by the way. Yeah, it's near where I grew it's up. It's a, basically a folk festival of just, just music and hopefully some left-wing ranting, which will be lovely. Yeah. Lady Maestro's playing? Yeah, which will there definitely will be some left-wing ranting, so great stuff. <laughs> Um, you know the diggers. Oh. Yeah, they'll definitely play that. Shout out uh, to the diggers in the in the in the audience. Yeah. Um, okay. What's your um, calm down then? Okay, so my calm down is I played a gig on Thursday. Um, uh, for there's a man called Harrison Knights who is uh, an actor, a casting person, a, you know, a creative human, and he uh, is experiencing gender dysphoria. He's trans and is raising money for a specific type of surgery that is not available on the NHS. Um, and he asked me very last minute. I think his bass player dropped out. Um, he asked me very last minute if I would play bass for him in this gig and it was extraordinary like it was a massive orchestra what well, i say a massive orchestra it was a it was a big orchestra given that nobody was being paid because it was for parry um and uh rob madge was hosting who was an amazing actor and uh we finished with one day more from les mis and where they would normally fly the french revolutionary flag they flew the trans flag oh nice it was so lovely um but it was just a really heartwarming day full of trans joy and I'm going to end the podcast oh and I, I will be posting the link for uh, Harry's GoFundMe in our um, Instagram stories okay, which cool. I'll pin to our profile um, uh, so people can donate if they want um, but I'm going to end uh, the podcast with one of the songs that was at the gig um, which is uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow from The Wizard of Oz I learned that Julie Garland was a big Judy. Um, what did I say? Julie. Did I say Julie? Yeah, you didn't did. Didn't mean that. Judy Garland was a big um, ally. Yeah, well, yeah, cause, so it used that. to be, because obviously you couldn't say to people, I'm gay. Yeah. Um, you used to say, are you a friend of Judy? Yeah. And That's if you, cool as fuck. If I you learned were that a in the bath Judy, on YouTube. Yeah. Right. If you're a friend of Judy, you're gay. Um, so anyway, this is Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Um, and I hope everybody has a lovely week. If we get copyrighted for this, um, A, I'm going to be sad. Um, let the gays have this one. Um, <laughs> uh, and B, um, I will like just record a stupid voice note. Well, we can do a cover, it's fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll record a cover of the song and that's what we'll end with if we get copyrighted. So if you hear me wailing away, you know what happened. You know um, what happened. But if not, here's Judy Garland and uh, we love you very much. Goodbye.
that you dare to dream really do come true Someday I'll wish upon a star and wake up where the clouds are far behind me Where troubles melt like lemon drops away above the chimney tops That's where you Oh, why?